have needs and desires and seek to discover our own erotic journey, you've come to the right place. This is Seek, Discover, Create with Lexi Silver, presented by SDC. In the next hour, we're here to answer your burning questions about relationships, sexuality, and health from the leading sex experts and professionals. Now, here is your host, Lexi Silver. Hi, everyone. Welcome back to STC Presents Seek, Discover, Create. I'm your host, Lexi Silver. We're going to have fun today, and we're going to talk about butt sex with my favorite dynamic duo, Sunny Megatron and Ken Melvoinberg of American Sex Podcast. I'm always getting questions from my listeners, and keep them coming because I do love to hear from you. And what I seem to be getting asked about most lately from men is about butt stuff. So people are asking me things like, what are pegging? How can I milk my prostate? How can I tell my partner I want to try anal sex? And one thing that I seem to be hearing way too often lately is, does pegging make me gay? So we're going to talk a little bit more about that and unpack all of these very deep questions. So I'm enlisting the help of two sex ed superheroes, Ken Melvoinberg and Sunny Megatron. And before we kick off our discussion today with Sunny and Ken, I want to thank our sponsor, SDC.com, your and my expert source of exclusive information about sex, health, and relationships, where you'll get access to a massive international network and dating platform of over 3 million members worldwide. Use my special promo code 7070 to get two months free at SDC.com. That's 7070 to get two months free at SDC. So in today's episode of Seek, Discover, Create, I have the pleasure of having Sunny Megatron back on my show, this time accompanied by her husband, co-host and partner in crime, Ken Melvoinberg. In addition to co-producing Showtime's Sex with Sunny Megatron, these two initially gained recognition writing and teaching about everyone's favorite subject and mine, sex. In their sellout workshops, their unique brand of edutainment, and their combined 25-plus years of sexuality teaching experience put students at ease. Their latest endeavor is American Sex Podcast that features an eclectic mix of guests from all walks of life. <laughs> American Sex Podcast is available on most major podcasting platforms or at americansexpodcast.com, so you definitely want to give that a listen right after you listen to this show. On a more personal note, this dynamic duo are married, parents, occasionally ethically non-monogamous, and lifestyle BDSM enthusiasts. Welcome, Sunny and Ken. Thank you for being on my show today. Hello. Hi. Hi. Actually, you just you un- or you've unlocked an achievement because you've said Ken Melvin Berg successfully three times in a row. Or oh, more. yeah? That's, that's an amazing <laughs> task. He's usually Kevin Melvinberg. Kevin Melvinberg. Oh, no! <laughs> <laughs> nice. All right, so we're starting off on the right foot, right? Yeah. Yes. yes. <laughs> Well, glad I could uh, I could get something right today. It's been one of those days, so that's very good. <laughs> Let's hope that's a uh, you know, sign of things to come for this episode, because we are going to get pretty personal and pretty deep talking about some anal, uh, anal sex and butt play. And I'm very happy to have both of you. I do need both uh, male and female perspectives on this very important topic. So thank you both, really. Oh, mm-hmm. you're totally welcome. Happy to do it. I love talking about butt stuff. It's my forte. It's it's something we can really get behind. <laughs> uh, <laughs> I love it. I love welcome it. to this episode on butt puns. No, just kidding. That stinks. Uh, <laughs> oh, I still love it though. <laughs> So I'm sure you guys both get tons of questions too when it comes to butt sex. And we've talked about this many times before, uh, but uh, you know, I do, I, I do want to use some of your expertise in here because you definitely have uh, more experience and more practical knowledge on uh, pegging and, uh, and prostate play than I do. So um, 
how can and why does anal stimulation feel so good? What's going on back there? Go ahead, Sonny. Oh, me. Okay. Um, well, you know, one great thing about butt stuff is the vast majority of people have butts. It's not a gender the, thing. Wait, the vast majority? Everyone has yes. butts. <laughs> but it's not a gender thing. It's, it's not dependent on For your sexual orientation. we apologize. So it's, not, it's not dependent on your sexual orientation. It's a body part that we all can play with and for a lot of us it feels good yeah there's personal preference and some people genuinely aren't into it but i find more people they might be into it if they got rid of their preconceived notions mm -hmm. and they think butt stuff means so the butt is packed with tons of nerve endings um and when you look at you know just just what i call like you know knocking on the front door you don't even have to go in there that external <laughs> sphincter alone um is packed with so much sensation and so much you can do without you know pardon the pun but quote going deep so i hear you and sometimes you don't actually need to penetrate to get some really good stimulation going mm -hmm. so how is anal pleasure different for people with prostates versus people without prostates i think i'll take this one okay um, or at least i can start and then you can add in later um, so for people with prostates, I'm speaking here for you. The prostate is sort of the equivalent of our G spot. In fact, one of the things that was uh, sort of interesting about my personal sexuality, my first sexual partner was a carrot with a condom on the end. So <laughs> I could actually try and do and figure out where my prostate was. Was it pointy at the end though? Like it was curved. No, it was curved okay. a little bit at the end. So <laughs> oh, it had like the it. angle. Yeah, yeah, oh. yeah, it had the angle and stuff. I got it like a like one of the things you get from the damaged vegetable company. I looked at that kind of <laughs> And then I actually knew enough because like I was afraid to go like, I mean, because first of all, I was young. I was under 18 years of age. Uh, I didn't have access to sex toys. I didn't have that much access to sex education because you're talking 19, like 81, 82. So, because I'm ancient, I'm 50. Ancient. Um, I am ancient. <laughs> well, look at me. I look like the love child of Santa Claus and the sons of Anarchy. <laughs> I've heard you say that before on American Sex Podcast, and it, it kills me. <laughs> <laughs> because it's true. Look at me. <laughs> yeah, it's accurate. <laughs> so one of the things is that the prostate is a periurethral gland that, like, its job is sort of to, like, make the liquid that goes into semen. And you can double or even triple your orgasm if you play with it. Now, having a prostate orgasm is very different than having an anal orgasm. There's, they're two very separate and distinct orgasms because as you mentioned, Lexi, you got to kind of get up there and go towards, if you were lying on your back, go towards the belly button, uh, sort of like inching up a little bit and edging it and taking your time and doing it is what's called prostate play or prostate milking. And it's actually probably the single most important sex act that somebody with a prostate could know because you have a 30% chance of lowering your rate of getting prostate cancer. Hmm. That's especially important if you are, uh, have any black heritage or Jewish heritage because uh, we tend to be more prone to getting prostate cancer. The reason that it sort of eliminates the chance, what you're doing when you're expressing that periurethral gland is you're, you're oxygenating it and you're getting rid of all the bacterial, fungal, and bacterial contaminants that are inside. Now, I know that's not terribly sexy, and you're like, if you were to swallow a load from a prostate massage, <laughs> you're going to start thinking, you're like, oh my God, your stomach acid Did I just everything. drink cancer? <laughs> <laughs> Full of carcinogen. <laughs> <laughs> Delicious. But health is sexy. 
It is. It's very sexy. sexy. And it will increase your immune system all the way around if you have at least one orgasm every single week. Mm It doesn't even have to be every day, but every week. And, you know, prostate milking is something that your urologist can do, but it's, you know, urologist isn't going to blow you and like take you out to dinner first or whatever. It's yeah, very clinical. Let me have their card. You think. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so this is something that you can make a part of your sex life, make it very erotic, make it fun, and it can also have potential health benefits. Hmm. That I, I thank you very much for differentiating between uh, anal orgasms and prostate orgasms too, because a lot of people seem to think that they're the same thing. So during pegging, and I want you to you know go over what what the definition is of pegging as well uh, for for people who are listening. What is the difference between I guess pegging and prostate play? Can you engage? How do you engage a prostate during pegging? How can you um, get, go for it? I'll let you go for it. I'll let you take it from here. <laughs> um, I'll, I'll give you the, the origin or the definition of pegging. So pegging is the name for this phenomenon that we didn't have a name for before. It was actually uh, Dan Savage who realized like, hey, there's this sexual trend, I guess you would say. Like people have been doing it, but as more people in pop culture do it, more people hear about it, more people want to do it, where they're like, they're straight couples where the guy wants to be fucked in the ass mm-hmm. with a dildo. And he's like, I'm hearing from more and more people that are into this and it does not have a name. So he did basically a contest for all of his listeners and followers or whatever. And so that's how they came up with the name pegging. And now that it has a name, something we can Google, something for search engine optimization, it, it spread like wildfire, not only on the internet, but the more people hear about it, the more it gets demystified, the more people are like, I've always thought about that, but I thought it was weird and nobody did it. But now I'm reading Cosmo and it says that people do it. So then they start doing it and it grows like a big snowball. And I love the term. And I, you're right. And it's a huge search term in porn too. It's been oh, growing and yeah. growing and growing and growing. Because even though some people still have this taboo idea about the idea of their, the male partner um, or uh, the partner with the prostate getting, getting pegged, a lot of people are into it, even if they're not going to admit it. Mm-hmm. Definitely. Can I ask and get a little personal with you? What are your experiences giving and receiving pegging play? You want to go first? You want me to go first? I'll go first. Okay. One. That's fine. Um, so I've been the recipient of pegging play. And I, for me, I, I'm a little bit smaller in the butt. And that's one of the issues that I have. So I have to really trust somebody. Mm-hmm. So first of all, it took me a while to just to get over the stigma. And I'm sure we're going to talk about, you know, stigma being a oh, yeah. guy and dealing with butt issues all the way around. But like getting over that stigma first in the psychology is key to making pegging successful because if you're not relaxed, you know what clenches when you're not relaxed? <laughs> right? Yeah. And, and that's, that's serious. Like you have to psychologically relax. Otherwise, you're not going to fit anything in there. We tried to get a toy there once and it was not much bigger than a thumb. And I was so uptight, like we just couldn't get it in. Because I was just having a stressed out day. And we have sex educator, you know, sex toy sales all the time. Like it is not perfect. Our life isn't full of like giant dildos and orgasms and perfect sex. There's queefs and farting and accidents and butt clenching and all the things that are happening 
uh, all sort of add to the experience. Yes. The other thing for me was that lube was essential. Specifically, I've got butt problems like anal fissures. Uh, one time, Sunny was pegging me, and she, she, we had water-based lube that was incredibly stinging to anal fissures, and I didn't know oh. that. We actually used it and then the he starts, like, screaming, screaming and, and I'm like, like, are you that much of a pussy? What's going on? <laughs> and I'm like, no, it stings. It burns. Because <laughs> uh, like, up to that point, I've been using silicone or, uh, or uh, like, coconut oil every single time. If we're using a condomed uh, device, then I'm putting silicone on it. If, I'm, if I don't need to use that, then I use... Uh, coconut oil and that was the first time in a long time that I've used water-based because I just don't like the way it comes up and it's not my favorite lube it's great for some people just not for me um, so the psychology of it the trust issues and making sure that everything is wet enough were just absolutely critical for me to do it um, I really think that's like I don't know Sunny. what do you think you have to add to that yeah I mean it, it's interesting being someone who is normally the penetrated mm-hmm become the penetrator, you know, and it adds another element. Like I've pegged um, cis guys who identify as submissive. And because of our preconceived notions about what it means to be the person to be penetrated, we think that equals you are submissive. It does not. Mm-hmm. Your act doesn't, does not dictate what role you're playing, but that's what we've all been programmed to think. So in that case, when I was pegging people who identified as submissive men, it was a little bit easier. Where with Ken, we're both <laughs> dominant. So it adds a Stick whole other like, yeah, yeah. It's, a, it's a whole other like kind of mind fuck, you know, that goes against everything you've been conditioned to think. Right. Um, so that was kind of a, a there was a learning experience. But being the one penetrating and also penetrating such a sensitive area because yeah the butt's delicate you can tear something in there it's curved so it's not like you go straight in you got to be careful and work with that curve or you could hurt somebody like using one of those squatty potties yeah (laughs) and like when when you're doing that for the first time and you've never done it before and you don't know what you're doing it's really intimidating and it's kind of scary you know it's like uh, am I hurting you? Uh, am I hurting you? Uh, is that okay? Like, you know, so that took a while to get over. You know what? I wanted to add one little thing there. Speaking sure. of body bodies, the number one best tip to get something in your butt if you are uncomfortable is to simply raise your knees to your chest. And what you're doing is it's sort of like aligning for a squatty potty. When those are those devices that you put under your toilet and you raise your legs and it makes it so that you can like shit straight down instead of like at an angle and go all over the place. So it's easier to poop. Mm-hmm. And it's the same thing with anal. If your legs or if your knees are up near your chest, it straightens out your colon a little bit and you can go into a straighter angle with much more comfort. Ooh, good tip. Well, we're going to get a little bit deeper into that. Oh God, the puns is terrible. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, right after this little break. So don't go away. We'll be right back after this. Want to learn more about relationships, sex, and health and find new ways to spice up your sex life? Check out SDC.com. We'll guide you on your erotic journey with unlimited access to videos, podcasts, and articles from experts like Dr. Jess, Sunny Megatron, Dr. Nancy, and Sex Because. Visit SDC.com to discover and connect with your own erotic tribe and explore more at SDC events, parties, and travel destinations. You'll have tons of exclusive resources to start your exploration and continue along your path to erotic self-discovery. 
Join over 3 million of our SDC members worldwide to seek, discover, and create with us today. Don't forget to use promo code 7070 for two months of free access to SDC.com. That's 7070 to get two months free at SDC. You're listening to the Sexy Lifestyle Talk Radio Network. Mystery Vibe is where the best of humanity and technology combust into your pleasure. Personalized, the world's first body-adapting vibrator. Crescendo adapts, bends, wraps, and vibrates in your every curve and crevice. Use solo, duo, trio, or more. And with an app control that commands your pleasure across 12 presets. Oh, and you can even make your own vibration. Crescendo is adored by all, from feminists to Forbes. Go to mysteryvibe.com now for your pleasure. Personalized. You are tuned in to Seek, Discover, Create with Lexi Silver. If you have a question or comment about the show, we'd love to hear from you via email to Lexi at SDC.com. That's L-E-X-I at SDC.com. Now back to this week's discussion. Welcome back to SDC Presents Seek, Discover, Create. I'm Lexi Silver, and I'm here with Sunny Megatron and Ken Melvoinberg, and we're talking about butt stuff, specifically butt stuff for people with prostates. So right before the break, we were getting a little bit deep into some of the things that you can do to make anal sex more comfortable and how to stimulate that prostate and the things that you need to be careful for. So something you mentioned when you are first starting to get comfortable with doing butt stuff is getting rid of those stigmas, right? And I, I'm really curious about this because like I said before, when, you know, when I was introducing the show, I, I often get asked by heterosexual cis guys, does getting peg make you gay? And I, I mean, I know my answer and I think it's like the craziest question, but I'd love to hear your perspective on that. I'm sure you've heard this thing many, many, many times before too. Absolutely. And you know, it's interesting that the, it's 2019 now and most of the people that are millennials or younger don't have that stigma. Uh, statistically, we're finding out they do more anal play. They do more. They identify as queer more, even though they, you know, may not be bisexual. They're just using it as a term for alternative sexuality. Uh, analingus tossing the salad is incredibly popular amongst younger folks, and um, us older folks had that stigma a little bit more. If you grew up in the '80s or the '90s, if you were a hetero guy, seeming gay was a huge issue at that point or things that would make you feel gay. I think that now we've progressed a little bit more beyond that. You know, every year it's a little bit less stigma. Mm -hmm. But my stock answer to that question is usually, unless you are a giant dildo in love with another (laughs) giant dildo, you are not a homosexual. You are a human that is actually just using a toy. And I understand that it's dick shaped may even look exactly like a dick, that does not mean that you're gay. What it is, is it's just a great introduction to something with so many nerve endings and such a better orgasm. It just feels as an act that's so dirty and taboo. And that's really where it comes from. Um, We were tracing, uh, like I read some articles where they were tracing the roots of where this, and I forget where the article was from, uh, but a lot of it was from more conservative areas of the United States. So Mm -hmm. places that are deeply Uh, Republican, primarily the American South, places like Utah in the United States. Um, I actually think that in in Canada, they listed, I want to say it was the um, province of Edmonton. Um, It's Edmonton, right? Am I saying it correctly? Yep. 
Okay. <laughs> uh, were all places that were tended to be a little bit more conservative. So it made it a little bit more taboo because they were looking at downloads of porn and more pegging <laughs> porn was seen in those places. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So there's a direct correlation between the taboo porn you're watching, what the secret act is and the shame that's involved with it. And when I talk to people like this, I do make light at first, but I make them realize that like what you're doing is not loving another human. And first and foremost, I had that same stigma and I don't want to make it seem like I didn't. I absolutely did. That's why I stuffed a carrot up my ass because I was concerned (laughs) that people would think something of me that was, you know, absolutely something that I'm not. And once you come to terms with that and you overcome the shame and you just talk about it, communication is key for anything to do with sex. And if you're doing the sex act outside of yourself, if you have a partner that you think may be concerned with it, talk to them first, just don't spring it on them. Yeah. Uh, Springing it on them might not be the best way to go about it, even if they're, you know, very open and receptive to it because you might violate their consent. You just don't know. Yeah, you know, and and like we were saying before in the last segment, just like uh, whatever sex act you engage in doesn't dictate whether you're a submissive or dominant. You know, you can be dominant and still, quote, bottom. Uh, A sex act also doesn't dictate your sexual orientation unless you want a dick shoved up your ass that's attached to a man. That you love. (laughs) You're not gay. It's, you know, so um, just like you think of straight women out there. Are they lesbians because they like to be eaten out or fingered? No, that's ridiculous. We wouldn't think that. And so it's the same thing. And it all traces back to, you know, how we regard our gender roles in society and the double standard when it comes to sex. I mean, think about it. Oh, yeah. Women must be submissive. These are all, you know, myths and things we believe. There's two words that describe it directly, and you just defined that word, and that's toxic masculinity. Yeah, absolutely. You know, that women must be submissive. Uh, Men can have all the sex, and they're like, oh, you go, boy. And if women have a lot of sex, they're filthy, sleazy, you know, promiscuous, that men must be dominant. They must be the giver they must top they must you know and none of that's true it's all stereotypes that like ken said tie back to the patriarchy and toxic masculinity and i know for some people those words make your eyes glaze over and you're like oh no we're trying to be sexy and you just said patriarchy (laughs) Um, but it really it does really all tie back to that you know when you're enforcing tough guy stereotypes it makes it difficult to be um sort of open and like be a little bit uh, gentler in like, cause like what you want to be gentle with the person that's shoving something up your ass, especially if they have it on <laughs> strapped onto their hips and they've got a generous booty. Like those are things that you want to make sure that you are vulnerable with that person and you trust the person. So it defies those masculine stereotypes, which is why we use those words. Forget about the terms PC and everything else. Just, you know, you have to accept the fact that there is a way that things are set up in one way and it's just not that way in reality. Oh, yeah, definitely. And I, you're, you're so right about that, about the, the reason why there these, there's a stupid double standard. And I, it really, it personally, it makes me crazy when I hear things like this from, uh, you know, uh, stereotypically, uh, I guess, uh, hetero guys uh, who are just uh, always say to me like, oh, no, butt stuff is gay, even though they probably in private are super into that. Maybe they really are curious about what that's like. Uh, I just, I've never understood it and trying to explain it to them, um, you know, trying to explain that it, it doesn't involve um, that enjoying a sex act doesn't have anything to do with, like you said, being submissive or dominant. It doesn't have to do with se- sexual orientation. It's harder to, I guess, get that through your head when you've spent uh, 30 years being socialized that that is what's true. 
Absolutely. Yeah. yeah. So how, like you, you mentioned before, you know, when you're approaching somebody, uh, your partner about wanting to, you know, experience anal stimulation, not to, I guess, you know, uh, kind of shove it in their face in a certain way. <laughs> We're not talking about the face, Lexi. No, or if you're Ken, you can just shove it in my face. That's fine. I mean, could be good. Could be, uh, could be interesting. Um, but how, what's a good way of doing that then? If you're not sure if your partner's going to be receptive, maybe you, you have a very open, um, you've had open discussions before and you think maybe they'll be, you know, they'll be down with it, but What's a good way of kind of easing in to that? Discussion? I, I love that it's 2019 because yeah. you can say, hey, I was in my podcast player and it was like <laughs> podcasts you might like. And I just flipped on this Lexi Silver. I didn't know. It was like, There's this thing called pegging, you know, and you can do that with magazine <laughs> articles, YouTube videos. They talk about it on mainstream TV. It was in what Deadpool. There was pegging in yes. Deadpool. Yes. So use whatever you can in the media. And even if you make it think, you know, I'm not saying to lie, but you know, even if you want to make it think. It wasn't my idea, but then I was watching Deadpool and just the idea was like in my face. And then, you know, I never really. It's International Women's Day. Have you you ever thought about this? And kind of use that as an excuse to bring it up. So it's not, you know, if you feel embarrassed or if you feel like your partner might judge you. So you want to tread those waters real carefully. Make it someone else's idea. Blame it on us. Blame it on this podcast. That's how you got the idea. And start I, and there. I might offer an alternative suggestion to that. If you're somebody like me and you're, you know, like it's a critical honesty that you want in something like this. And either method is going to be equally as valid. But you can do a yes, no, maybe list. Now, this is a thing that we Ooh. use very commonly in the sexual subcommunity of BDSM. Not so much in swinging. You don't really do it quite as much, although we are trying to promote it more to swingers. And what a yes, no, maybe list, it's super simple. You don't have to make it detailed. Do you like blowjobs? Yes, no, or maybe. Do you like pegging? Yes, no, or maybe. Do you like anal stuff? Yes, no, or maybe. Do you want me to choke you out and piss on you? Yes. Uh, do you? <laughs> that was specific, so, right? So, while wearing a Trump mask. I'm there's sorry. no subconscious conditioning going on right now. I don't know what you're talking about. But that yes, no, maybe list doesn't have to be a piece of paper and an unsexy thing. Where, Hello, date. Hello, person at the swing club. This is my yes, no, maybe list. Please it's go like, Going for Brazilian barbecue. I'd like this, that, or like uh, yeah, yeah, some. Yeah. No, yeah. no, just, just yeah. get, your, get your top five, your top ten <laughs> that you actually want to achieve. You don't have to go through the whole freaking list. You can just go through, you know, a couple of the things that you think are realistic to happen that night. And if you've never been to a swing club before and you're there with a partner, um, you could just sort of make a bucket list of what you want to do. And before you attempt that bucket list, if it's not with who you came with, maybe talk to that person first, step aside with them and just say, hey, these are some things I want to try. Can you give me a yes, no, maybe if this is something that would be cool with you? Yeah. And it can be that simple. And I have to say, you know, even us, like Ken said, we're not perfect people. We had stigma to get past when we started doing butt stuff together we both hesitated because we both assumed and we had those, those nervous like apparent. And when it finally came up, it was like, wait, you, you want to do butt stuff? I didn't think you wanted to. No, no both of us. I, I didn't yeah. think you wanted to. No, I love it. So no, I love it. Like, why didn't you tell me? I don't know. I thought you'd be weird. Ah, I'm not weird. How old was I? How old was I when you did that? We were like in our forties. Yeah. yeah. So it wasn't that long ago and we we're educators and we know better. 
So if you're feeling weird, like, I don't know if I should bring it up to my partner, then don't make, like, feeling weird make you feel even weirder. It's normal to feel a little apprehensive. And sometimes you just got to, like, open your mouth and take the Band-Aid off. And a lot of times you'll find, like, us, like, wait, I thought you didn't like it, but I love it. Wait, I love it too. Wait, why didn't we do this before? And then we felt silly and then we went and did butt stuff and it was great. So, you know. <laughs> it's, that's all really good advice. And it's good to know too that even two people who have a very open uh, dialogue between uh, between you guys about what you, you want about sexuality or open to talk about it, that it took even you guys some time yeah, a lot get of time. Over that. It, wasn't, it was years, and we just both assumed that the other person didn't because we didn't want to open our. Can, we, can I say fucking? Yeah. Okay. Please. <laughs> we didn't want to open our fucking mouths and and say, "Hey, you want to do butt stuff?" It's that simple. Like I was just. I assumed she didn't want to. She assumed I didn't want it, and I've been sitting there like fingering myself silently in the ass every single night while I'm beside her, hoping she wouldn't wake up and be weirded out by me. And we we had been together and did almost every sex act that you can think of, and it was just something I thought you know what, maybe this is just something she doesn't care about because she's not asking. And I'm sure you thought the same thing. Right. I figured, oh, if he wanted it, he'd ask. And he didn't ask, so he must not want it. He must not be into it. And, and we then both we did assumed it and, that. Oh, my God. The angel song. Yeah. You know, I saw the inside <laughs> of Buddha's penis. The light shining on me. It was amazing. Yeah. Oh, wow. Well, I, th- I do think that anal simulation is something everybody should experience once. If that's what you're into, if that's something you're curious about, you should definitely give it a try. And uh, I have a great link to uh, Sunny's yes, no list for yes. Like, uh, like uh, Ken was saying, it is more tailored to uh, the BDSM community. However, I will put a link uh, in the show notes so you could check that out and you could adapt it to uh, your own relationship and the other things that you guys want to do. So mm-hmm. um, don't forget to take that, a look at that after the show. And we will be right back after these very brief messages uh, for more talk about butt stuff. So don't go away. Explore your lexuality on my website, LexiSilver.com. For those of you who are just getting to know me, you'll be pleased to find my erotic stories and a variety of kinky sex toys on my site. If you dare to enter my playground, I'll treat you to 15% off anything you desire when you use promo code LexiSDC. That's L-E-X-I-S-D-C. And don't be shy. Come get lectual with me on social media. I'd love to hear from you. You'll find me on Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter as Lexi Silver. That's Lexi with an I, Silver with a Y. When the lights are off, that's no reason not to light things up. Lube Light lets you pop its cap for instant illumination so your lube gets applied to all the sweet spots and never the awkward ones. No more slippery midsection, unless you're into that. You can keep it turned on while you're getting down with your partner. Our ambient lighting is soft enough to never blind while you're doing the grind. No matter what lube gets you vibing, it's compatible with Lube Light. Easier to turn on than your last partner, guaranteed. Get yours today at lubelights.com. Also available on Amazon and SheVibe. Mystery Vibe is where the best of humanity and technology combust into your pleasure. Personalized, the world's first body-adapting vibrator. Crescendo adapts, bends, wraps, and vibrates in your every curve and crevice. Use solo, duo, trio, or more. And with an app control that commands your pleasure across 12 presets. Oh, and you can even make your own vibration. Crescendo is adored by all, from feminists to Forbes. Go to mysteryvibe.com now for your pleasure. Personalized.
are tuned in to Seek, Discover, Create with Lexi Silver. If you have a question or comment about the show, we'd love to hear from you via email to Lexi at SDC.com. That's L-E-X-I at SDC.com. Now back to this week's discussion. Welcome back to Seek, Discover, Create. I'm Lexi Silver, and I'm here with Sunny Megatron and Ken Melvoinberg of American Sex Podcast. We are talking about butt stuff, and we're going to continue on that amazing discussion by going over some questions that some of you listeners have had. And I really am excited to get all of these different perspectives in here because these are questions that I could answer, but I have a strong feeling I'm going to get some much more interesting answers from Sunny and Ken. So, <laughs> <laughs> so question one, can a man have an anal orgasm without penetration? Uh, absolutely. Yes. You can have an anal orgasm without penetration. Uh, usually, uh, it's going to happen in a couple of different ways. One, you're going to be incredibly sensitive in that area. You're going to be exercising it on a regular basis uh, by doing a lot of play. Uh, it, it's interesting. Like the, one, of the, one of the techniques that a lot of people look for in porn, which is not very well studied at all, also relate to this subject, and that's anal gaping. Now, I don't know if you've seen any of the anal gaping videos where you uh, see that the anus is relaxing and it's getting larger and larger and larger. That happens through a love of um, anal sex that comes on so much that the sexual desire has increased and it actually allows you to relax the outer sphincter. So it's by extreme arousal is how it happens. And that's how you can have sort of like a a hands-off anal orgasm is by extreme arousal. But you usually have to have a little external massage along with it. Now you can do an external prostate massage by going right outside the perineum. Now you don't have to go inside at all. And it's funny, like when Sunny first started doing it, she thought the perineum was halfway between where the scrotum goes at its largest part and where the butthole is when in actuality, it's about a centimeter away from the actual entrance. Yeah. Like like the perineum is the whole area. When they were, when I read like in the magazines are like, Oh, to give an external prostate massage, like press behind the balls, like press between between the balls and the ass. So I was going for like the middle, like, you know, this is a bone by the way. Yeah. And and, and when they say to press there, they mean like be right next to the asshole. Like if it were too slippery, you might fall in. Like that's how close you have to be. Like if you had no idea. Your address was six, six, six. This is six, six, five. You're the neighbor of the beast. Exactly. Yeah. So a little external prostate massage, extreme arousal, and you, you know, relaxing. Relaxing. And there's one other element you can also, and this is just from a BDSM perspective, but you can also do this as a more sensual thing, electric play. Ooh. Electric play is something that you can do with a TENS unit or with a violet wand or neon wand. And that sort of electrical stimulation can add to the chance of you doing it without going internal. Ooh, that's interesting. I like that. You guys, I knew I was going to get some good, uh, some good mm-hmm. advice from both of you. <laughs> <laughs> All right, let's continue on that path then, shall we? How exactly can you stimulate and milk the prostate? The easiest way to do that, it's, um, it, it takes a while to sort of explain the exact technique, but really what you're doing is you're sticking your finger in the person with the prostate's butt and you're slowly going in one digit at a time. Now, normally somebody with a prostate takes them five and a half to seven minutes to ejaculate if they're fully aroused. If they've got raging boner, if they've got, you know, every, all the nerves are online, they're sufficiently aroused. And it's not just like they, you know, 
they, they took a Viagra, like not that kind of arousal, but actual <laughs> sensual arousal. Okay. And what, what happens there is you, you know, put a glove on, you lube up, stick one digit at a time while you're or blowing the individual. One knuckle at a time. Or one knuckle. We're, one we're, digit, we're, one we're How many digits digit. you got in there? <laughs> one, two, three. A finger is a digit. Oh, really? That's what you're going to argue right? about right I'm now? I'm confused. Okay. okay. All right. All right. <laughs> <laughs> All this time he's been wanting me to fist him. I didn't know. No. No. <laughs> hey, that feels each good too. Phalange. Oh, each phalange. Is that better? Yes. So as you go in with each phalange, as it's moved up, you want to take about seven minutes on each phalange because normally, although it takes about five and a half to seven minutes to achieve orgasm, the idea here is not a race to orgasm. What it is, it's a, it's like a competition to edge the individual to make them more and more aroused. So as you put a finger in, you're also either giving a hand job or a blow job. So it's easier with a, a partner sometimes. Uh, I mean, like one additional person, not just two people, but actually three people can make this an, a much easier act if you have if you you know have the luxury of having three people. And as you do that, what you want to do is let the dick go down a little bit. So it's getting erect. You keep your finger in the in the butt the entire time, like arouse the dick, let it go down. Then you do the next phalange. You go to the next phalange, <laughs> arouse the dick again, make it go up, do your seven minutes, goes down again one last time. It's all the way in and you have one digit in the butt. <laughs> And at that point, what you're doing is you're creating full arousal. And when you want that person to like, if orgasm is a 10, when you get them aroused enough to where they're at a nine, you want to feel, because at this point, the prostate itself is going to be erect enough. Now, normally you can't feel the prostate right away just by sticking your finger in if there's no arousal. Uh-huh. It's like having a miniature erection and it feels like a kind of a Ruffles potato chip on the roof of yeah. the mouth, like little ridges. Yeah, and I, I want to say from someone who is a giver, when you read the magazine articles and the books or whatever, they're like, the prostate is the size of a walnut. So I'm like feeling around like, I don't feel my walnut. It's more like a kidney. Yeah, and, and you're only feeling an edge of it. So when it is fully aroused and erect, because it's erectile tissue, if the person is not aroused, you probably are not going to feel it. So when the person is aroused, you, you, it kind of feels like a kidney bean. Like Kevin said, it's ridge. Like if you run your tongue over the roof of your mouth and you feel those ridges, it has little mini ridges like that. And so the, it's, you're feeling this little ridge bean. Once you feel that, you have made contact. So what you're doing at this point then is now that it's online, it's completely aroused, it's time to do the actual prostate milking or prostate massage. It's kind of an interchangeable term. Um, and what you're going to do is you're going to very gently locate that prostate and then do very firm but uh, not too intense little circles. As the orgasm gets more and more and more eminent, you want to do it more and more and more. And then one of the things that you can add to this to make the orgasm that much better is a little breath play. Now, this is something where you don't need to have like, although it's fun to choke, you don't want to choke somebody unless you know what you're doing, but you can hold your own breath for as long as you feel comfortable and simply holding your breath is enough of an oxygen deprivation to increase that orgasm feeling by a, a whole nother quantum level. So it's, it's an amazing feeling. And at that point, you are expelling everything. So the load that you get of cum is like normally when uh, somebody with a prostate ejaculates, you're going to get about like a tablespoon. That's normal. You could get two to two and a half tablespoons of a very kind of thin watery ejaculate. And the interesting thing about this, if it's never been done before or it's something that's done quite regularly, 
you can get arousal in the refractory period is not hours, it's minutes. You can, can you tell them the story about the first oh, time? Oh, God. Okay, yeah. so the first time, and we ha- actually have a YouTube video that we filmed just after the first time we did a prostate milking, and I'll, I'll give you the link so you can put it in your show notes so they can watch it. But um, so we did it. It was the most amazing experience of his life. I was like, hey, even though I'm wearing some gloves, I'm going to go in the bathroom and wash my hands. So the bathroom, come back out two minutes later. He's laying in the bed, like whacking off, like going to town. <laughs> and my first thought when I looked at him, is like, you just came. What do you think? You're 18? <laughs> like, what the hell? And before that thought could even pass through my brain, he came again. And I was like, oh. what is happening? Like, yeah. And I did yeah. another, it was like, uh, don't you stop, don't you? And like, <laughs> like a whole nother load again. Yeah, yeah. It was amazing. <laughs> like magic, like semen magic. Oh, so that's a good secret. If you want to kind of go all night, you got, you can, you know, there are different ways to, to stimulate that you don't, you know, because a normal penile or, or normal, whatever, penile orgasm is definitely going to take a lot longer after ejaculation yeah. to get hard again. Mm-hmm. All right. That's- a lot of fun. And this, this technique is also something that you can correlate to having uh, a multiple orgasm if you have a prostate. So oh. what you do is if you edge yourself very carefully, you make it so that you strengthen your prostate. And what you're also doing is you're strengthening a muscle called the pubococcygeal muscle or the PC muscle. This is the muscle that everybody has. Like right, right now, everybody, I want you to be sitting in your chairs and listening to us. You're in your car, you're on the train on the way to work, or you're Lexi sitting in your like in the studio in Montreal. Squeeze your butt cheeks and hold it and hold it and hold it and hold it. Now let go. That muscle that you're feeling there is the PC muscle. Now, uh, what we can do is if you want to strengthen this and you want to stop either premature ejaculation or have multiple ejaculations, it's the same uh, like muscle that starts and stops your stream of pee. So if you're at a urinal and you're peeing, you go start, stop, start, stop, start, stop. Or if you have a penis, you're somebody who like you throw a washcloth over it and you're going to do cock-ups. And this is like resistance training. And uh, guys have this uh, magical ability to do this thing I call the penis dance. So we get an erection, we'll put a washcloth on it, and we can bounce it up and down (laughs) without touching our penis at all. The muscle that makes that happen is the PC muscle. So once you've strengthened it, uh, you do this over a period of like, say, four to six weeks. You're doing three sets, 10 reps of both the cock-ups and the starting and stopping the, the stream of pee. When you're about to have an orgasm, tug on your balls just a little bit. You want to separate them out away from the body because that little bit of cold and pressure in combination with you clenching your PC muscle is going to deny your orgasm, but it's going to edge you heavily. You'll have an extra load of pre-cum. Then you can continue on with whatever activity you're doing and you can have a full-blown orgasm or even two after that by using the same technique. Ooh, Oh, that sounds awesome. This, this is like a, an anal boot camp going on over here. That's the name of our next class. Oh my God, let's anal copy boot right camp. now. Yeah, we do, teach, we do teach prostate classes, by the way. Anal boot camp. So no, look like for us if we ever come to your city. <laughs> I think that that is really good advice and it keeps you healthy and uh, keep it, that's definitely a good way for your partner to continue to enjoy really good sex. And well, mm-hmm. I mean, <laughs> keep having better and better sex, right? Right. Right. Oh, nice. All right. Well, we're going to continue on with the amazing advice that we've been getting here from Sunny and Ken right after these brief messages. So don't go away. Explore the decadent pleasures of Ibiza, our provocative new SDC getaway that fuses sumptuous relaxation with the liveliness of the island's world-renowned nightlife. Over five hedonistic nights, you'll savor the unique local flavors and spectacular views, and we're not just talking about the Mediterranean seascapes. 
Throughout our exclusive SDC takeover, you can indulge in the experience of being surrounded by seductive, like-minded international couples in the lifestyle. Connect with guests in our erotic play areas, clothing-optional pools, jacuzzis, and beautiful beaches, and immerse yourself in the youthful Ibiza party lifestyle with our glamorous SDC theme nights. Create memories that will last a lifetime in our latest Spanish escapade in Santa Eulalia del Rio from September 21st to the 26th. Book your rooms now at sdc.com. Craving more from your sexy lifestyle? Search our businesses, services, blogs, articles, and videos. And keep in touch with us by subscribing to our newsletter, all on thesexylifestyle.com. The Sexy Lifestyle Talk Radio Network is where you can build a new vocabulary to talk about sex in a healthy, loving, and productive way. Discover more about yourself and your relationships from our amazing sex experts who can't wait to share their information with you. You'll learn everything you ever wanted to know about sex, sexuality, sexual pleasure, and so much more on the Sexy Lifestyle Talk Radio Network. Listen, learn, and live sexy. are tuned in to seek discover create with lexi silver if you have a question or comment about the show we'd love to hear from you via email to lexi at sdc.com that's l-e-x-i at sdc.com now back to this week's discussion Welcome back to SDC Presents Seek, Discover, Create. I'm Lexi Silver, and I'm here with Sunny and Ken of American Sex Podcast. And we were talking about butt stuff, prostate play, pegging, and all kinds of other really fun ways that you can get off. So if you haven't been listening and you're tuning in just now, you're going to want to go all the way back to the beginning and hear all of these really, really interesting and creative tips to uh, (laughs) really experience all new feelings that you probably have never experienced before. So thank you for those. And let's get back. We're talking a little bit about, sorry, a little bit. We're talking a lot. (laughs) A little in between like, you know, churchy things and crochet, you know, ramming. Yeah. You know, normal, normal Sunday church conversation, you know. So a question that I get a lot uh, from people and I think is super practical, especially whether, you know, you're in um, a monogamous relationship, you're in some kind of some form of an ethically non-monogamous relationship, protecting yourself during sex is super important. So how can you protect yourself, whether you're giving or receiving anal stimulation? What are the different ways? You mentioned gloves before. I, there are so many uh, different ways you could do it. So let, I'd love to hear your, your tips and tricks for that. Rub crystals on your nipples. <laughs> okay, no, joke. not done. <laughs> That's well, just me wishing something out loud. No, it's yeah, so, uh, it's like so some magic. The, the, yes, uh, if you're not a wizard and you don't have uh, crystals to rub on somebody's nipples, what you probably have access to is things like either nitrile or latex gloves. If you before you use latex on somebody, though, about ten percent of the population of all humans allergic. is allergic to latex. Uh, so nitrile or latex alternatives are always a good way to go. Um, and you can use condoms or gloves. And Sunny has a really great 
glove trick that she's going to tell you about that you can use for uh, butts or back. Yeah, so if you are including analingus or rimming or licking the ass um, mm-hmm. and you are using a dental dam, which is just basically a piece of latex or non-latex barrier that you put over the area and then you lick away, um, they can sometimes be hard to find and sometimes be expensive. It's like not everyone has like, oh yeah, I have 18 dental dams on my on my counter there. Um, so what you can do is, yeah, you can take a condom and cut it and open it, um, but that's a little small. What I like to do, especially if you like to give analingus where you take your tongue and you kind of get in there, is there is a way to cut open a medical glove like a latex or nitrile glove. You cut it open and you turn one of the finger holes into like a tongue condom. Mm-hmm. So you can penetrate with it. And it's it's hard to explain like an audio. So I do have a video and we'll link that in the show notes on how to do it. But that's that's an awesome thing that you can just snip, snip, snip and, and you got it. In one really nice. important thing I wanted to add to this. Uh, we've had a lot of conversations lately about harm reduction and the stuff that people have available around them. Not all of us have organic, free-range silicone dildos right next to us and a gallon of lube and (laughs) five different kinds of things that you can put on your body. You know what you do have a lot of times, though, if you just want to be really, this is like a dirty secret of me as a sex educator. Half the time I jack off, I just use lotion. Like, I don't go right for the lube or the sex yeah. toy or, you know, something fancy. It's like, you know what? Lotion's right there. Right. It's not Good old bottle of and, and to note, you're, un, you're uh, circumcised. So, oh, I don't have any mucous membranes. So, yeah. So, it's like it does make a difference. Now, for anal, if you have, you know, saran wrap, you know what? It's a semi-permeable barrier. It's not perfect, but it's better than nothing. You have, you know, harm reduction is what you're going for. And if it's a choice between using saran wrap or the glove trick that Sonny taught or nothing at all, you should use the saran wrap or just do some sort of harm reduction. It doesn't have to be perfect. We're just humans. We screw up. We fuck up. Uh, And, you know, a lot of times we just want to try and make it as best for us so that we can protect our safety and our health. Oh, those are great tips. I can't wait to see that video. It sounds really, really handy. And also, like you were saying, just for also for uh, for cunnilingus. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. Handy because <laughs> it's a club. Handy. handy. Yeah. Because you're right. Because dental dams are more rigid too, right? And it doesn't get in there. You oh, can't, yeah. Like, yeah. The- it's, it's a much higher grade. It's a much thicker gauge uh, like rubber than it yeah. is uh, than like saran wrap or anything else. I want to say it's almost like it, it can be it's as much as a, as a millimeter. Yeah. yeah. It's really, really thick. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, good tip. Okay, cool. So uh, everybody who's listening, we want to actually get a visual for what we're talking about. I'll, uh, I'll link to Sunny's video. Yeah. And so last question for you, because we've had such a great show and such a plethora of information. I appreciate it. What can we do to continue to educate people to re- like to really get rid of this insane double standard when we're talking about, um, you know, anal stimulation or any kind of, uh, I guess, sexual act that people will stop associating that with sexual orientation. I think that, you know, if we're talking about butt play in straight men, that doesn't live in a silo. So, yes, we can definitely speak up if someone's being like, ooh, that's gay. You know, you can, yeah. you can say something, but say something in any instance where you hear a sexual stereotype that upholds like men must be this, that, this, that women must be this, that, this, that, or if you, you know, do something sexually that's submissive, that's, you know, inherently feminine and bad and not the way you should be like nip that shit in the bud in any conversation you hear it. It doesn't even have to be about sex because all of those thoughts kind of exist together in this big tumbleweed and we can't deconstruct stigma about pegging 
unless we deconstruct all of it. And I would add to that, that education is critical to doing this as well. And sometimes, uh, it, you know, especially with cis hetero guys, we're grumpy bastards. We don't want to go to the hospital, like when our arm is falling off and we're bleeding and, <laughs> Uh, talking about butt stuff might be uncomfortable, but what you might be able to do is bring us to a local munch, which is sort of like a meetup at a bar or a restaurant of people that are into swinging or BDSM. You're not having sex there. You're just sitting down and talking about it. Going to a sex education class at a local sex positive store where you're talking about something like pegging. And, you know, speaking of safety, there's one thing that we have to say, talking about butt stuff and talking about things that you're sticking up your butt. Like Ken, he said, you know, when he was younger and didn't have access to stuff, he put a condom on a carrot and stuck it up his ass. And it's great that he explored his sexuality. And it's also great that carrot didn't get stuck up in there and he didn't end up in the emergency room. Because, (laughs) because as we say, Ken and I have a saying, without a base, without Without a trace, anything you stick up your ass needs to have some kind of handle or flared base because I mean I know I know what you're thinking you're thinking oh come on you know people have to be really dim to lose something in their ass butts are hungry when you put something in your butt your body wants to suck it in it's like like the old movies from like the 70s and 80s where people get in quicksand that is your butt toy and your butt is quicksand so make sure that you don't just stick anything up there or you will end up like your x-ray will be in one of those coffee table books like yes they found in people's ass <laughs> colons this year so remember that if there's anything you take away from this episode let that be it oh my god <laughs> cautionary tales people yes, yes. <laughs> and never use a titanium cock ring that's another important thing. We had some guy that like couldn't get rid of the erection and had a titanium cock ring that came into the emergency room that I worked at. And the uh, a diamond saw doesn't cut through titanium, so they had to call in the fire department and bring in the jaws of life. Oh, so, my God. Because it's titanium. Yes, it's more expensive and it's a harder metal. Never use a titanium cock ring, just generally speaking. Oh, my God. Well, I thank both of you for all of your very unconventional advice. <laughs> I mean, this is education plus, plus, plus here. This this has been amazing. Thank you so much. (laughs) Of course. Of course. It is a joy as always. And thank you for having us on. Uh, Thank you. So you said, you mentioned before, uh, we can get your podcast at americansexpodcast.com. How else can people get in touch with you after this? Oh, well, for me, um, and most of the stuff that we write, my website is just sunnymegatron.com, S-U-N-N-Y, Megatron, like the Transformer. Um, (laughs) And on social media, I'm just at tag sunnymegatron everywhere. As for Ken. If you want to find me, look for her. And you can oh, find me. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> anyway. or, yeah, he or you, can, you can look at you can look for me. My my hashtag in most places is at Psychicken. It's it, it's it was originally Psychic Ken, but it, when you spell Psychic Ken together, it spells P S Y Chicken. So nobody realized for a decade that I was actually Psychic. <laughs> I was Psy Chicken, so now I'm just Psy Chicken. So Psy Chicken everywhere. P S Y Chicken at Twitter, oh. Facebook, wherever. I love it. Thank you guys so much. It's been it's been a great afternoon. I'm really uh, I'm going to carry this into the evening. I appreciate Yay. it. Hey, <laughs> awesome. Well, thank you.
And thank everybody for listening. I appreciate it. Tune in Thursdays at 5 p.m. Pacific, 8 p.m. Eastern, right here on the Sexy Lifestyle Network for my next show. Stay up to date with my podcast. You can download and subscribe on iTunes, Spotify, Stitcher, TuneIn, and Google Play Music. And don't forget, you can learn more about sex, health, and relationships as you seek yourself, discover together, and create moments at sdc.com. Thanks for joining me, Lexi Silver, on SDC Seek, Discover, Create. Until next time, stay sexual, people. Bye. Hey, sexy people. If you're ready to start your sexual evolution, we've got some amazing prizes to give away. Some of the great prizes include Womanizer, the most advanced pleasure product for stronger, longer, and more intense orgasms. SDC.com is giving away a lifetime membership to the sexiest online community of open-minded people. Touch from experience, warm. It warms your personal lube, then automatically dispenses it with a wave of your hand. And we can't forget, Throws of Passion Waterproof Pleasure Blanket. Keep your bed dry no matter how wet it gets. For your chance to win one of these amazing prizes, simply send us an email at info at thesexylifestyle.com with the word contest in the subject line. Your name will be entered into the weekly drawing and remember to visit our website regularly for a list of the winners and more information about all the amazing prizes and sponsors. Go to the sexylifestyle.com contest page and enter as often as you like. appreciate you joining us on Seek, Discover, Create, presented by SDC.com. Please join your host, Lexi Silver, on another erotic journey next Thursday at 5 p.m. Pacific Time and 8 p.m. Eastern Time on the Sexy Lifestyle Network. Until then, may you enjoy exploring your sexuality. When the lights are off, that's no reason not to light things up. Lube Light lets you pop its cap for instant illumination so your lube gets applied to all the sweet spots and never the awkward ones. No more slippery midsection, unless you're into that. You can keep it turned on while you're getting down with your partner. Our ambient lighting is soft enough to never blind while you're doing the grind. No matter what lube gets you vibing, it's compatible with Lube Light. Easier to turn on than your last partner, guaranteed. Get yours today at lubelights.com. Also available on Amazon and SheVibe. Mystery Vibe is where the best of humanity and technology combust into your pleasure. Personalized, the world's first body-adapting vibrator. Crescendo adapts, bends, wraps, and vibrates in your every curve and crevice. Use solo, duo, trio, or more. And with an app control that commands your pleasure across 12 presets. Oh, and you can even make your own vibration. Crescendo is adored by all, from feminists to Forbes. Go to mysteryvibe.com now for your pleasure. Personalized. Maximize your orgasms and just let go. The Throes of Passion Waterproof Pleasure Blanket guarantees to keep your sheets dry no matter how wet it gets. From massage oils to lubes and beyond, we've got your bed covered. So just throw it down and get it on and get lost in your very own Throes of Passion. Then toss it aside and back. 
bask in the afterglow of great sex in warm, dry sheets. The all-new Naked Fleece provides a soft and sexy playscape, while the stay-dry barrier protects your bed, your couch, and even your carpet. It's machine washable, large enough to cover a king-size bed, and light enough to travel discreetly. To get your own Throws of Passion waterproof pleasure blanket, visit thesexylifestyle.com and order yours today. That's thesexylifestyle.com. Great sex starts now.